The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, welcome, everybody, today to the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Yes, I am your host, Vincent Jenna, and I am coming to you live from Raleigh, North Carolina, where uh, we are starting to open the state gently. Uh, I feel that uh, most of you have been opening in some way or another, but uh, still be cautious out there, be caring. We're going to talk a little about that today, but mostly today is about you. Um, For anyone who would like to call in for a reading, um, an answer to any question today would be great. All you have to do is call in at 816-251-3555 for a psychic message to one of your questions. Uh, Like I said, I want this to be able to help you as much as possible. Also, I do want to uh, talk about what is coming up. So next month in June, and which we are right around the corner for, is uh, LBGTQ Pride Month. And so I will be dedicating a couple of my shows to that. The first show on June 3rd, next Wednesday, is going to be about the fallacies of our sexuality. Um, we, we we certainly are a people that um, have not gone in full circle yet, but in the beginning, things were much more acceptable than they are now, and there's reasons for that. There's reasons why we even have to have a an LBGTQ Pride Month, uh, which is, you know, ridiculous because it's all part of a normal society and life. But we will be talking more about that next week. And uh, and then also we're going to be talking about the, the week after, on June 10th, how past lives affect our sexual orientation. So uh, join me. Uh, there's been a lot of research done in these areas, especially by myself, yours truly, and uh, got great interest in that. And so... Uh, Come and join us. This is going to be an important month, a great month, uh, just like every month here on Unity Online Radio is a, a great month. For those of you who missed my relationship uh, episode, which um, I believe was two weeks ago, you absolutely want to go back and listen to it because my my wonderful wife participated, yes, she did, as dangerous as it could have been for me to have my wife on, who would have the opportunity to to negate everything I've ever talked about, and she did not. We had a fabulous time. I'm going to actually bring her on more often to talk about relationships, because 
There are too many relationship issues out there in the world today. A matter of fact, if you have a question regarding a relationship for you and you would like a reading on it, please call in. Again, 816-251-3555. And you can receive some information, some guidance. Um, in the meantime, uh, I'm hoping that everybody is still doing well or at least attempting to do well during this pandemic time. It seems like things are easing, but in, in, in some aspects they are, in other aspects they are not. Um, one of the things, until I get some, some callers coming in here, uh, let me address some of the concerns that I have out there about everything that's going on right now, at this point, you know, between all the protests that are going on, and now all of a sudden you see, um, you know, in the news, hundreds of people jamming pool areas and parks and beaches. And so, so we've gotten, many people have gotten to a place of complacency and apathy. That tends to happen when something goes on for any period of time, we, we, we become numb to it, immune to it. It's, it's like uh, all of the, the television shows that we see now with murders and killing and violence um, that we actually have become desensitized to killings and violence and murder because it is so common now, right? So here we are in this pandemic, and it's been going on weeks, and people, yes, get sick, and people have been dying, and, and both have been increasing. The rates of, of people getting sick is still increasing. It's not really coming down as much as they'd like it to come down, because people are gathering at churches and all of these places, and of course, we're going to see some spikes every so often. And of course, then people are dying, and but they're still relaying it, relating it to, you know, past um, flu seasons and more deaths and SARS and, you know, all of these other things that all these people have been dying. This is not what is really the important part of this spiritually. We want to always look at everything spiritually. And you've heard me talk before that I do not believe that any of this was purposely created by us or the universe or spirit or God or whatever in order for us to learn something positive. I believe that we unconsciously create things, maybe unwillingly, unintentionally, but we create them. And then we have the opportunity to use what we've created, if it's negative, to turn it into something positive and strong. So when you analyze this and see what the primary need is here, it really has nothing to do with, oh, let's work together to stop the flu, the virus, I'm sorry, from spreading. Um, let's let's work together on finding a cure for this. Let's try to stop um, having a polarized view on this. None of that is the most important part. The most important part and the common denominator this entire time was about compassion. It was all about compassion. This virus is about compassion. Why? Because 
from the beginning, we've been instructed to do the best we can, not just to keep ourselves from getting it, but to keep others from getting it. So in order for us to do that, we have to have compassion, compassion for our fellow human beings, compassion for their stress level, compassion for their fears, compassion for whatever condition that they're in currently that can compromise their health if they do get the virus, but compassion and caring. If you really think about it, that's all this is about right now. The whole reason for the stay-at-home lockdown is because of compassion. And it seems then that what the soul and all our souls are pushing us to learn is compassion. Now, now, how do we learn? Okay, so everybody can say, well, I've been doing okay. I've been staying at home and, you know, I got to go to the store. It's over. It's, I'm tired of this. But you see, none of that matters. None of what you think is important matters. And when you go to the store, listen, are you wearing a mask or are you one of the ones that are saying, I don't need to wear a mask. I don't believe I'm listening to this doctor over here instead of this doctor over here, because quite honestly, you've got all these opinions on all sides. Did you realize that this time period right now has more views than our political system, than the political parties? Okay, I I can't even count. I don't remember how many political parties there are. There's moderate, there's Republican, there's the independent, there's liberal, um, there's Democrats, uh, whatever, how many. There are more views with this pandemic and divisions in opinions Whether to wear the mask is good, wearing the mask is not good. Um, It stays in the air for this many days. It doesn't stay in the air. It doesn't stay. It stays on plastic and stainless steel more than it stays on clothing. But it does stay on clothing. And and separating is going to help. Separating doesn't do anything. We need immune system to build up. So we have to be exposed to it. Blah, 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 blah. And And people are getting confused all over the place. So therefore... None of that information matters. When you start getting bombarded by a whole bunch of different information, that gives you a signal that everything is illusional. And it's an illusion completely interpreted by the recipient, the receiver of that information. So if there can be so many different views, that means that none of them are important. Not one of those views are important. What's important is the common denominator of the entire situation. And the common denominator for this entire situation is, again, caring and compassion. And why? Because, yes, the information is bombarding people all over the place. So some people are completely apathetic to it and don't care. They're in denial. Some people are totally panicked by it. So why not care enough to help ease the stress? Does it really hurt 
that when you're walking amongst a group of people that maybe you do have a mask on so that the 80-year-old woman walking six feet next to you is not fearful that you may cough on her or sneeze on her and give her the virus. That you're relaxing other people's concerns. That you are staying six feet away, not because you really think that that's going to keep you from getting the virus, but because your neighbor may think it helps her or him. That's what compassion is about. Doing things and making choices, not just for yourself, but for the feelings and comfort of your brothers and sisters here. I have three grandkids. You've heard me talk about them all the time. When they're rambunctious, they're all over each other, hitting, touching, hurting. Ow, he hit me. Oh, why did you hurt me? Why did you punch me? The brothers fighting, the brother and the sister, all three of them. You know, that's when they're rambunctious. They're playing around. They play wild. But then there are other times and they are getting a piece of food. Oh, uh, Lila, would you like a piece? I'll bring you over a piece. Oh, oh, Noah, um, do you want to go out and play ball? I was going to go outside by myself, but if you want to come and play ball, we can play catch together. And there is a consideration that naturally happens between them because of the, the underscoring of love that they feel for each other. Yes, they can get it in each other's faces and be so angry and be so mad at each other, but the real bottom line foundation is love and also compassion. When one of them is sick and ill, the others are, are helping them out and taking care of them and taking care of each other. That's what compassion is. That's an example of what we should be doing right now with everyone. Instead of getting mad at people, Instead of walking around, because I got to tell you something, I, I truly believe that there are a lot of people out there intentionally not wearing masks to try to prove a point, to try to say, I am my own determiner. I am autonomous and I will do what I want. I'm not going to be controlled by any government. I'm not going to be controlled by any doctor. Um, I feel this is all nonsense and I'm going to prove it to you. And, and the funny thing is, is all these people who want to be autonomous are actually following. They're following other rebels because that's what a rebel does. When they want to try to maintain their own autonomy, they form a group and they follow each other. So what autonomy is that? Okay, that that I find really interesting. They always they they want to think that they're different, that they're standing out, that they're not being controlled, and yet they're being mostly controlled by their intention to not be controlled. And I do believe that a lot of people are doing that. They're purposely not wearing masks, and it's it's like and you know they're they're flipping you off, <laughs> type of thing. That's unnecessary. That's un it really is unnecessary. Especially if you live in an area where there's a lot of elderly people and, and you're walking around. I mean, these pe people are worried. People are nervous. So why not have compassion? Again, it's the choices we make that matter. The outcome doesn't. Of course, this virus is going to go away. We'll get rid of it. 
obviously because of the number of people who have healed from it is far greater than the number of people who have died from it. It is not our extinction yet. Not yet. So we can have comfort in knowing that this virus, this isn't really the apocalypse going on yet. And I use the word yet very freely because I don't deny that there is that possibility of us. If we were able to destroy ourselves once or twice in the past, however many times we did it, we're capable of doing that again. But the most important thing right now is are the choices we make to learn about ourselves. It doesn't matter whether, you know, you like to wear a mask, you don't want to wear a mask, you stay inside, you stay six feet away. If it makes the other person feel comfortable, that making that choice matters more than anything else you do. I want you to remember that, please. It's not the choices you are making for yourself. It's the same thing that happens. We have a lot of people that are... That are uh, um, animal advocates and, and can't stand abusing animals and stuff like that. And it's all the exact same thing. Compassion extends to everything in life. It doesn't just extend to humans. It extends to animals and all living things and this planet and caring about the planet. There's been a recent report. If you go and you look up Dr. Bush, who is a reputable doctor, he believes that it's actually not the coronavirus that's killing us, but actually the cyanide that's in the pollution in the atmosphere, and that the virus is opening up and making us susceptible to that cyanide, and that the reason why the number of cases has decreased amongst the entire world is because the pollution has decreased. That's what his belief is. Pollution is decreased, and therefore we are not becoming cyanide poisoned. He believes that it's actually a cyanide poisoning rather than the virus that's affecting us. So, so here, staying at home has done something very positive for the earth. It's cleaned the earth, but in the same way, it's helped us based on his theories. And, and it's a very educational and, and um, um, intellectual theory as well that he supports with a, a lot of science. But Dr. Dr. Bush, he's really interesting. Go listen to that. But the funny thing is, is that, you know, he's also saying in the same token, oh, you don't need to stay at home. Let's just make mass transit and take bicycles and everything will be fine. And I'm like, OK, well, we got to get that system going in the United States. How are we going to get that type of mass, mass transit going and everybody riding a bike? Because a lot of people here just want convenience. And so they'll take cars, trucks, buses, Lyft, um, uh, um, Uber, right? Uh, trains, all of this stuff. And so we've got nothing but high population and fossil fuels being used left and right all over the place. So yeah, so we've got the pollution. We get, again, compassion. If we care about the earth, the planet, each other, we would be living from love. Think about that, okay? I do have, um, I believe, let me just see, um, in my queue here. Yes, I do. I do have somebody. Thank you for calling in. I want to help out today. So I'm, I'm bringing you on the air. Um, I believe it's Johnny or Joni. How do you pronounce that from Georgia? It, it is Joni. My mother just didn't put an A on the birth certificate. <laughs> well, that's okay. It makes it easier for you to write it quicker. 
You know, that was that was great thinking on her part. Just well, Joni, thank you for joining me today. So um, how can I help you? What's your question today? Well, actually, you piqued my interest. I, I was uh, privy to hear your uh, program where you had your wife on. And uh, so I'd like to say that I was um, really enjoying the relationship and the knowledge and all that you two shared back and forth. And so when you started talking today and spoke about relationships and a reading, I thought um, I'd really like to see if you could. I know I'm changing gears a little bit. I, I hear you on the compassion and I'm in, in agreement with the compassion and we living in some strange times. On a selfish note, I was calling to see if you picked up anything psychically, if you could tell me I'm in a relatively new relationship that's been created the old-fashioned way under all this uh, protection. And so I thought I'd see if you got any kind of a read. on. Um, oh, interesting. Interesting. That sounds mm -hmm. great. And no, you're not being selfish at all. This whole program today was about people and yourself and any questions, and I thought I would just uh, go off and start preaching. As I always take advantage of that if I can. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about this new relationship. Okay, um, all right. Um, this this person, I'm I'm getting some interesting um, uh, interests <laughs> that, that that this person has. Um, I'm I'm finding a a lot of variety. Um, like it, it is, is, is he creative in some way or is she creative in some way? Um, and, and what's interesting, mm -hmm. I am not getting a male or female energy yet, which is interesting because I'm Ooh, feeling okay. this, this, um, diversity to this person. And, and so there's all these little compartments with him and him and her, him or her that's using both right brain and left brain. So can you help me out with that a little bit? Um, the creativity, uh, sure. the diversity, he. what's about this person? Uh, it is a he, and I would say we have a lot of com commonalities. We're later in life. We're both of us in our 60s, and um, so he he does a lot of, you know, collector cars and painting and recreating and all that kind of stuff. It's one of his passions. Um, I don't know if that's what you're picking up on. That's yeah, uh, that's a lot of creativity. That's very right brain. Mm -hmm. He's also very emotional. Have you experienced that yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. He emotional, will he will be care. able to sit and, and cry with you. If um yeah. uh, if something is really touching, he's one of those guys. Um, I mm -hmm. like that. I'm feeling really good about that ability. He is definitely more in touch with his emotions. Um, the loss of a partner in the past hurt him a lot. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So there's some scars there, but but you can. I I feel he's willing to talk about it so that it doesn't it doesn't linger and present itself as an as a an inflammation later on between the two of you. I kind of feel that um, you can keep things on the you know open about things and and that's going to be very helpful to him. So so conversation can be good for him. Don't let him creep in like a turtle and retract. Okay, um, keep him out mm -hmm. there, and that's going to be up to you with the type of conversations that you have with him. Um, don't be afraid to go down the spiritual route with him. He's curious, um, though though he may be cautious. Does that make sense? Mm 
Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, he does. Um, he has presented as curious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good, good. And and um, as long as, and like I said, as long as it's not overwhelming, it's like, you know, you walk in and you say, oh, by the way, the other day there was a ghost in the house, honey. I just want to let you know. You know, that that's not the type <laughs> of thing that he likes to go there in that way. But if you start talking about, you know, you can talk about life and afterlife and spiritual beliefs and, and understandings and maybe manifesting. He, 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 he does believe to a certain extent. I don't think he'll define it as the law of attraction but i do believe he believes that we create our own circumstances so he's he's really tapped into those things i'm i'm feeling good about it and and again as long as he doesn't hold on to the past as a ball and chain um he'll be he'll be okay does he have kids yes okay um and have you had a chance to meet them yet met one of them met one of the grandkids, three grandkids, two adult children. Two adult children. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm feeling you can get along with them. Um, um, you, you, you definitely have a big mother nurturing sense about you and, yeah. um, and which will give them an opportunity to have somebody else to turn to or come to if they need to talk about anything. I think that they can feel that comfort with you as you begin to get closer and the relationship develops. I, I'm, I'm actually feeling good about this relationship. Um, but were you guys talking about moving or either like what plans were? Was he talking about wanting to move one day? Or are you talking about wanting to move or moving in together even? But what is the thing about moving right now for either one of you? That's exactly right. You hit it right on the head. We're having all of those discussions. Shall we plan to join forces in the not too distant future? And what what would we like to plan and where? And that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Well, again, I feel that that will go in a good direction. Um, Take it a little slow as far as make sure when you're making that decision to be together in that way, that it's because you know the two of you can stay together. So, in other words, don't make a convenient commitment for living with each other. Make a permanent commitment when you can. So, it may be a little bit early then. You might want a little bit more time to develop the comfort. A lot of people jump into the moving in together a little bit too quickly. And having been a couples counselor, um, statistically, 70% of all couples, no matter what age they are, that move in, break apart. Um, and then that, oh, we got a commercial break right now. I am sorry. I'm going to, we're going to continue on the other side. You hang on. Okay, Joni. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, hon. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Well, hello there, and if you're just joining me, um, we are doing readings for you today. If you have any questions, we have another caller. We have one on the call already, and... um, Um, Just before we went to commercial, we were talking about 
Joni, Joni, Joni's um, uh, wonderful relationship that's going on. So you're back with me, Joni. And so I, yeah. I believe what I was saying is make sure that when you guys decide to move in together, it's because you know you can and can make it work versus we're going to mm -hmm. see if we can make it work. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. And you and I'm I'm feeling really good about it. And as you may have picked up from listening to my relationship show, the two of you still, even at this age, you always want to work on self growth, but you want to do it together. So pick out a book that the two of you can read together and discuss it. Go to a lecture. Go go to on some online course that you both can take and then discuss it. But you should always care about self-growth, but doing it with a partner makes it that much stronger, and it, and it really seals the relationship. So that's what's worked between my wife and I, and it can work between you and this relationship now. It sounds really good. Okay. Thank you. And that's exactly what I picked on, up on between you and your wife. And I loved it. It was a great show. And I thank you for taking the time with me today. Oh, absolutely. I wish you all the best. You stay safe, healthy, and happy. Take care now, thank Joni. You. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. okay. We have another caller. Um, uh, all right. Sharon. Sharon from Illinois. Oh, how are you out there, Sharon? I am doing great. Thank you. Oh, that's wonderful. Glad to hear that. So what can I answer for you today? I was calling in just to see what type of reading that you may have for me pertaining to health and additionally relationships. Mm, yes. Yeah. The health thing. Um, I understand. Okay. Listen, this is the important part for you, and it's about this time period as well. Uh, this time period certainly is bringing a lot of things to the surface for people. And it's important because there are things that people may not have dealt with through their lives. What I am feeling for you, Sharon, is that there are things from your past emotions, um, past experiences that you may not have completely healed or given a lot of attention to. And what I'm feeling is a welling up of, of those, those issues, okay, and, and the need to address them. Uh, to pay attention to them, um, to heal them in some way, because there's a suppression in your body going on right now. Um, what is off in the blood system? Have, have you had tests or something that is either out of balance or out of whack um, in, in your blood? Uh, yes. Uh, blood flow. Okay, so circulation is, you're having difficulties with circulation? Yes, there is a challenge there. Okay, is there also, uh, did they say anything about your oxygen level in the blood? Not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of. Okay, well, obviously, if there's a circulation issue, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not giving doctors advice, but usually when there's a circulation issue, then your organs are receiving less oxygen, and nutrients than they should be. Okay. Mm -hmm. Blood is the life force of the human body and love is the life force of the spiritual body. 
you may be, if circulation is the problem physically, then there may be some kind of restriction that you are experiencing for self-love. And I have a feeling it's about you getting older and yet not experiencing the love that you should be experiencing. So, so what's happening is normally as we get older, we have these physical things that creep up on us because the body starts to age, right? And they're natural things. And, and believe it or not, circulation is one of those things that tends to be a little bit more natural as we get older that starts to slow down. But if we are not in positive relationships, our self-love begins to slow down and decay, shall we say, as we get older as well. And I'm feeling the combination of both going on. So you've become susceptible to other things out there in the world, in the environment, kind of like an immune system that is a little suppressed as well. Um, have you had to deal with cancer in your past? Excuse me, I didn't understand you. Have you had to deal with cancer at all or some or, or a concern about cancer in your past? Uh, there was something in my past, but it did not manifest as cancer. Right. Okay. But what's interesting, I'm feeling it, the, not the issue lingering, but the feeling and the worry lingering. Um, have more faith about yourself and your health. But most importantly, Sharon, you need to work on your self-love and know that you're lovable. Has there been a strain or a detachment from a romantic relationship right now? Are you not involved with somebody or is a relationship you're in now very strained? relationship is strained okay so so you see what i mean the correlation between a kind of like a, um, a losing that power of love in your emotional life and then how it can correlate with losing your circulation in your physical life mm -hmm. so you need to work on that. And the way you work on it, it's really, uh, go back and listen to my couple. Um, I think it was, it was like two weeks ago, two weeks ago on Unity Online. That, just download the podcast to it on relationships. It was really important. And I think it would help you a lot. But what you need to do is the both of you need to really start working on healing yourselves. I do not feel that this is over. I feel that it needs to heal. And I feel that there's all this pent-up stuff inside both of you that it's not coming out and the both of you are not dealing with it together as a partnership. Um, but it does not have to do, we, we, we tend to think that when we have relationship issues, it may be the other person or the relationship is not good. It really has nothing to do with the relationship. A relationship is reflective of the two individuals in it. Okay, so mm -hmm. understand then if there is a strain, there is a strain within you as well as there is a strain within your partner. And and both of you can work on that. Um, you, you, you're not really in a happy place about yourselves. And, and it really is not about each other as much as it is about yourselves, because even if you got the other person out of the picture, you'd still be unhappy. 
So work on that aspect of yourself, and that will help to change um, even the relationship. And and do it together. Do it together. Um, you really and um, Archangel Michael is telling me to tell you stop complaining about your age already. Start enjoying where you are in your life and the experience you have and how much more you've got to go and how much more you can make it better with the wisdom that you have already. So you've got something to strive for, and now is the time to do it, especially during this epidemic time. And again, um, this, you know, stay at home and all of this nonsense that's been going on has been bringing issues to the surface. It hasn't been creating new issues. It's been bringing old ones to the surface. Now is the time for the both of you to work on this, and you can be happy. Your health can be better, and your relationship can be better. I do not feel the need for the two of you to end this right now. You understand that? Okay. There's more work to be... Well, there's work to be done that you haven't done. When, when everybody thinks that they've done all that they can do, there's more. Okay. There's always more. And this is the work you want to do. Interpersonal. You're doing it yourself. Go within and, and do it at the same time with him. Just like I said to the, uh, the last caller, um, find a book, a self-help book, a self-growth book that the two of you could be interested in. Start reading it together and then discussing how it makes you feel. Watch a movie that's, that's inspirational or thoughtful and, and think about it and talk about it it and how it makes you feel but don't keep doing things apart from each other do things with each other now okay okay you with me any other questions sharon no that's it thank you so much you enjoy the rest All of right. your day and blessings thank to you, you and your family you too self-love 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 and you will increase your circulation all right okay yeah um you know, I, I, I get it. These, these, this day and age, it's, so, it's interesting if you really think about it. We're 11,000 years old, basically. I mean, that's some of the, the, the most recent information that we have from experts like Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton and those guys out there in spiritual and science world. And yet, after being on this planet for 11,000 years together, we still have unbelievable relationship issues. And you've got to know, I just said it to, to Sharon, whatever is happening in a relationship is actually more reflective of what's happening with inside of you, each person. So, so if you think about that, again, we're not victims in this world. We're not victims. So therefore, however another person is treating you has something to do with how you're treating yourself. It has to be. Otherwise, you wouldn't be manifesting that. The universe would be there. Here, you know, if, if you weren't meant to be with somebody, because your soul is part of the universe, you're, the universe and your soul would help to take that person out of your life in some way without the fight, without this, the, the, the hatred, without the anger. It would be more natural. It, it, might, it might be through a death. Who knows? It might be through the two of you agreeing to, to part. 
but but you have to understand that we're constantly at work to try to help us grow. And sometimes, well, a lot of times, we we don't allow the forces to be to help us with that. But our higher selves are part of those forces to be. And so we think we need to stick our hands in everything. We need to control everything. You know, as if we think that marching up and down the street, you know, with M40 rifles and machine guns and big giant American flags and signs with the most incredible verbiage on them, or even positive walks up and down the street. Yes, we're we're voicing ourselves, and that's a physical way that we've always seemed to think we're getting things done. But it's not until there is a spiritual consideration and that there is a spiritual mix in the formula that things actually change. It's not until somebody says, I care. It's not until somebody says, um, we shouldn't be doing this anymore. So, so even in itself, the marches, the parades, right? Um, now, don't get me wrong. I, I think, again, Gay Pride Month is important because we, we want to initiate that. It's, but again, what we're doing is, is almost as if we've got to make people respect and love and accept. And that has to come from within. And it's not until we have a spiritual understanding of our equality a spiritual understanding that the, the body does not make the person. The orientation does not make the person. The soul makes the person. The choices um, um, of how we're going to live our lives, and I'm not talking about orientation choices, I'm talking about the choices that we make every single day, whether to love, whether to hate, whether to 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 help somebody, whether to hurt somebody, whether to have compassion, those kinds of choices. That's what matters more than anything else. It just everybody is just is just caught up in this illusion. You know, when you when you read Facebook and and there's nothing wrong with social media at all. There really isn't anything wrong with it. Um, I mean it it really gives you an idea of where we are. You're the one that allows it to influence you. It's the same thing with media again. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're going to hear me again right now. Okay, people, media didn't make up the numbers. Don't blow them up. Don't shoot them out of the waters. They didn't make up the numbers. They were fed the numbers. Do they capitalize on it and dramatize it? Yeah, of course they're dramatizing it. Because... People love drama. <laughs> no, something just blew up in the background there, if you may have heard that. Hopefully it was a firework. <clears throat> but people do love drama. Why do you think soap operas became popular? Why do you think so many of your shows, you know how many cop shows, killing shows, Firehouse shows, they're on TV. Doctor shows, 
where people are near death and they're either bringing them back to life or they're not and all the doctors and the nurses are crying. All of those shows are popular because people love drama. Only because it distracts them from the drama in their own lives. They don't know how to uncreate drama, but they certainly know how to distract from it. So they watch it. So, so watching it doesn't create it. How can they create a show if it's not something that's been experienced already? Inspiration comes from something that already exists, not from something that doesn't exist. So the news, whatever it is, exaggeration, that's coming from people. You can hear it. You can hear it while the person is speaking. Whoever is speaking, you can hear them. You can hear their drama. You can hear their exaggeration, their denials, their lying or their minimizing. You can hear it. It's not just reported afterwards as something different. It's not media. It's us. And, and to be influenced by it is a sign, again, that something is going on, your filtration system. It's, it's why in relationships even that we pay too much attention. You know, it's so funny. All right, so my wife was on. And when one of the things we didn't talk about is, is sometimes when we do get into arguments, right, it could be, I, I have a, a, a very, I mean, obviously you've, you hear it, right? I've got a very animated and energetic voice and volume. I'm Italian, I'm from New York, and I was a performer. You put those three together, you're going to get a very loud person sometimes who is very dramatic in, in, in the way I speak. So I don't talk like this at home. Oh, hi, honey. How are you? So sometimes I sound like, oh, why are you doing that? And depending upon the mood of my wife, that one for oh, why are you doing that can be interpreted in three or four different ways. One, oh, he's just asking me a question. Two, uh, he thinks I'm doing something stupid, which is a lot of the case. Three, he's angry at me. So <laughs> the receiver, the receiver is filtering what you hear. And so, so many times that I can be talking to my wife and if my voice goes up or I get, you know, caught or I just got off a phone call and I was already in a very high energetic mode and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, what are we having for dinner? It's just like, you know, can come across as, oh, didn't you make anything yet? If she takes it that way. But for me, it was just, oh, what are you having for dinner? You know, because I just got off a very exciting phone call or interview or my radio show. And so it can be passed by and, and we don't get into fights at all. And yet other times, the exact same tonality, phraseology, inference can come out of me and be interpreted as a criticism, right? 
when that's what we're learning and we grow from that, and that's what we know. That's why we go back and we examine ourselves and say, okay, what just made me get upset? All right, I was feeling a little stressed out today. Um, I just tell you, you know, maybe had a little heated discussion with my boss or whatever, and um, and then Vince said that to me, and I mistook it. And and the roles can be reversed. I'm not saying it's her. I'm not saying it's just me. It can be reversed. But the point that I am saying is that it's us. It's all based on us and what we're feeling and where we're coming from and how people act towards us and how we take it because of where we're at. And so we constantly need to work on that in our relationships. We constantly just need to work on ourselves, period, whether we're in a relationship or not. So that way, we don't misinterpret life. So that way, we can filter right. See, you, we want to blame things like media or our next-door neighbor or somebody else, right? The person protesting or the person not protesting, the person wanting to stay at home. We want to blame when, when, in fact, it's our stress, it's our mood, that is influencing the way we receive anything. So I can watch TV. Certainly if I'm in a depressed state for some reason, whatever reason, I'm never depressed, but if I am and I watch a sad movie, oh my gosh, I'm going to become more depressed. Now, is it the fault of the movie? Or is it because I was in the wrong state of mind while I was watching that? It's not the fault of the movie. It's not the fault of the media, whatever they're putting out there. It's our own perception. It's how we are receiving it because of the state of mind we're in. You can listen to the same thing the same day, the same time, and in a different mindset, and it affects you completely different. Therefore, it cannot be what's being projected onto you. It can only be how you are receiving it. If you can remember that, we can stop blaming. And, and yeah, even if things that are being said that you don't like, oh, there's a lot of things that are being said that we don't like. We know that. But, but again, the way you receive it is going to determine how you respond to it. You either respond in a positive, affirmative action towards it, you respond in ignoring it. You respond in putting together some of the information so that you can make a decision based on what you just heard. Using some, again, some thinking system. But again, it all has to do with you. So, so yeah, we come, oh, wow, to the end of the show. I want to thank my, my listeners and for people calling in Today, um, go back and listen to some of the shows. Again, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the fallacies with our sexuality. And I'm telling you, they're numerous ones. And it dates totally back to the times when religion became stronger and started taking over. Yes, yes, it all has to do with religion. It did not have to do with society. It did not have to do with civilization. It had to do with religion, and it had to do with control. 
So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then the week after that, we're going to talk about past lives and our experiences. Um, and that's going to be a very heavy discussion because I want to make sure that people take that entire discussion the correct way. <clears throat> so I want to hope that everybody out there stays, make a decision. Do not feel bad, by the way, if your state is opening and there are things that are, are being allowed now, like spas and the hair salons and nail treatments and whatever gyms, and you still feel uncomfortable, don't worry about it. Do not feel like an outsider. Do not feel that you're overly cautious. You want to honor your inner voice. You want to have faith, but you also want to honor your inner voice as well. There is, there is no sense in faking it. Okay. There is no sense in saying, okay, I'm spiritual. So it's okay. I'm going to go to the, the, the restaurant, even though I'm nervous as all hell, because that doesn't help because then you're denying what you're really feeling. Honor what you're feeling, work with it, do what you can to help minimize the panic and the stress. All right. You may see those numbers increasing. Just expect that, we're, you know, there's a very strong possibility of people getting sicker and there's a strong possibility of it not happening. So but you take where we are in the world right now and remember what I said. Compassion, compassion, and care. That's all we need to do, people. I love you all for listening. Thank you for joining me today. Come back next week. Stay here for Dr. Dream, uh, Kelly Sullivan Walden up next. And then we've got Temple Hayes later on and Diane Ray today. So we've got a wonderful day here on Unity Online Radio. I'll see you all next week. Oh, by the way, I've got a class going on for free. Stop stopping yourself and become unstoppable. Go to my website, vincentjenna.com. It's June 4th from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Join it. Change your life. Transform your life for free or at least donations. We'll see you next week, people. Thank you for joining me on the Stop Stopping Yourself program. This is Vincent Jenna, your host, wishing you goodbye. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.